such a weight on that word. The reason why I don't allow just anybody to come in here because you realize that when they give word, it comes with responsibility. I feel the weight, prophetess. I've been sensing God this whole week, just there's something deeper coming. And every time we get into prayer, something's coming. And it's huge. I don't take that moment lightly. The word is recorded. It needs to be worked. We appreciate you so much. You really preached my sermon. I'm done. We could say amen and go home. You really did. You'll hear it. It could just be confirmation. But God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing all this time. We appreciate you. We have a guest from Durban Revival Church in Phoenix. Uh, Rowan and wife Patricia, are you in service this morning? Please won't you stand, sir and ma'am. Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. God bless you. Come on, make them feel really at home this morning. God bless you. We will have something. At least we can have something to eat still today after service. So let's, let's do that while we can. Amen. And uh, just one more greeting to, you know, January it almost seems as if all the birthdays get sort of shortchanged. And we've got so many January birthdays. Please, all the January babies, stand. Let's celebrate all those in January. Look at this. Look at this. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, my word. God bless you. Yours is a special one because we don't just celebrate you. We can pray and fast for you too. Amen. The title of my sermon this morning is Seven Pillars Established. Everybody say established. Isaiah 2.2 2 says, It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on devil's peak. It shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. My God. There's a word already. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. You shall judge between the nations, rebuke many people. I hope you got your rebuke this morning. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1, please. It says, this is the year that God's going to establish things. God's going to put things in place, things that you doubted, things that when you were confused and you said, well, maybe God doesn't want this. The devil is a liar. God wants your healing. God wants 
He died to make sure that you get your place. Shekandalabo, your position in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Wisdom. There's such an anointing. I've got a behavior this morning because there's a powerful, there's an anointing right here. Hallelujah. Wisdom has built her house. You're going to build anything this year. It's not just your physical house. Not just your company, not just the ministry. Your physical body. You're going to build your life. You're going to need seven pillars. You're going to build with the wisdom of God. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. So when you begin to build anything, you must pay attention to the seven pillars of whatever you're involved in. Whatever. We are going to focus on a couple of things in this fast. And um, every single pillar must be established. So, um, let's understand Proverbs chapter 24. Uh, give me verse 2. What am I missing? Keep going. Is it verse 4? I don't know. Oh, there we go. It's verse 3. Through wisdom, a house is built. Anything you're going to build this year, you must apply the wisdom of God. You might as well start praying for wisdom right now. So when you want to establish anything, it must be done through understanding. You don't get married because of a wedding day. I've seen some tremendous wedding days and people spend hundreds of thousands on a wedding day, but they have no understanding how to keep a marriage together. You don't, when the balloons have popped, you're going to need understanding. After everybody came to celebrate the church and my home and we're starting, it's called Living Life Ministries. After everybody had left, I needed, come on, work with me this morning. Anything that once you've gone past um, celebrating whatever you're launching, that's my company, that's my brand, you need understanding. Through wisdom, a house is built, but by understanding, you establish things. So if the mountain of the Lord's house must be established, then we need understanding. I'm going to preach until you get happy this morning. Keep on going. You can't stop at being saved. You now must get understanding. You can't say I'm in the kingdom and have no understanding. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. I've watched people that are married, that they love each other, but they can't live together. Because of... You thought that love keeps a marriage together. No. Understanding keeps a marriage together. So when you come into the kingdom of God, someone's getting nervous over here. My marriage seminars next month. We're coming. We're going to give you understanding. Let me, let me stay focused here because there's plenty going on. So pillars are basically supports which holds the building in place and gives it strength. So when you look at someone's life, you'll find that I can tell you whether someone's going to make it or not on the next level. 
This is the year of exaltation. When God begins to lift people up, we need to start at the foundation because we need to ask. The Bible says in, in Psalms 11, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? So if you have no foundation of whatever you're going to build, you're going to struggle. And I'm talking about your spiritual life, and this is the reason why we're fasting. There are many things we're going to be fasting for and understand the power of what it is to, to, to fast. And you need to set your heart on what you're going to fast for this year. And I'm going to help you with some. And um, I want you to give me level one. You need to see, you need to understand the power of, of how the fast works and where God works. Um, in these seven pillars, this is for your personal life. There are seven pillars that you must have to set your life. You can take some photos and you can, you know, let's go and pray over this. Of course, number one is humility. There's integrity. There's stewardship. There's, there's discipline. There's courage. There's passion. There's perseverance. That's basic level. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be tempted to quit during this fast. I'm telling you up front. The first hour for fasting is wonderful until um, 9.30 hits and you haven't had your breakfast. And your flesh is saying, quit right now. The devil is a liar. The way we're going to do this thing, we're making it really simple. For those that have never fasted before, we are going, I'll come back to this one. Go with me to Hosea chapter 6 and verse 2, please. We're going to break it up into um, seven sections we're going to pray over. Uh, give me verse once. Thanks. Sorry, guys. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, you will revive us. You could just let your neighbor know they're going to feel better after the second day. And if it didn't work on the second day, wait for the third day. Amen. <laughs> on the third day, you will raise us up. So you might be fainting day one and two. Don't worry, we're coming to raise you up on the third day. You're not going to die. Amen. You're not going to die. Why, why is God doing that? So that your spirit can live in, in His sight. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Let us know, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and the former rain to the earth. I'm letting you know that God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Bible says, if you fast, uh, in fact, uh, Matthew chapter 6 says, when you pray, when you give, when you fast. Not if you give, not if you pray, not if you fast. It's when you do it. So this is a command. Every single person in the body of Christ, I can tell you, any person that's not growing and going to the levels that God has got for them, you'll find out there's a, a lack of one of three places. They, they stop giving, they stop praying, they stop serving, and of course praying in the house of God. They stop fasting. So anytime you stop doing these disciplines, these are the things that you must have if you're ever going to become that person that God has called. If you're ever going to break out of level one and go out of, of being just, um, or, or disciplining your body, um, it's, it's okay to fast. You need to remember that... Um, it's Eve that ate them out of house and home. It's food. You, you, you look at your neighbor and say, you're not going to die. Just let them know you're not going to die. Yeah, a couple of hours a day and just serving the Lord and fasting, you're not going to die. Amen. 
This is the time you dethrone King's stomach and say, you're not in charge. My spirit is in charge. I'm going to follow after God. I'm going to hear what his spirit is saying because sons are led by the spirit of God. You got to hear me today in the name of Jesus. So you begin to break out of this where your flesh has been in charge. I mean, that flesh is so unruly. Going to scream at 9.30. You're going to have to shut that thing down. I'm letting you know. So we're going to go down in three days. We're going to do it every three days. I'm going to change I'm going to change it up. I'm going to change it up so that it's going to help you. That if you take them three days at a time and we go through these seven pillars, by the end of those seven pillars, you'd have done 21 days. We've simplified it for you. Amen. But I want you to know that we're going to um, go back to my level one. We, you heard the prophetess said today that there are levels in God. There are doors that God wants opened. And the problem with some people is that they're not ready for the door, even though God's ready. Because, come on, God's always ready. Come on, somebody. I said, God is always ready. You understand when they speak about the bridegroom and the bride, right? And we are the what? We're the bride. So, we are the female part. I almost said something here in the service. Let's move past that. But I'm letting you know that the guy is always ready. He's always ready with the seed. Come on, somebody. The, the, the Lord's always waiting. He's always waiting. If you, if you would get naked before the Lord, the Lord will come to you and He will meet you. I'm letting you know if you say yes to Him, He's ready for you. He inhabits the praises of His people. God is always ready. I'm letting you know that the seed is always ready. God is always ready. The problem is not God. The problem is not, it's not the bridegroom. It's the bride. But she will be without spot and blemish this year. Amen. We are coming. So when, when God begins to deal with you on your fasting, you're going to find three levels. <sighs> Go back to scripture. <laughs> Matthew chapter 4, please. We're dealing with Jesus and the temptation and the fasting. I need to start preaching. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, after he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, first level. I'm giving you three levels because there's the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. That's why we do not conform. Because there are levels in God. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Come down, come, give me level one again, please. I'll come back to verse five. Work with me. I'm working with the scriptures. The first level of your temptation is always your personal life. If you are. The temptation will always be around your personal life. No, no, no. Give me level one. Give me level one. There's your humility, integrity, your stewardship, your discipline, 
your courage, your passion, and your perseverance. It's always level one. That's in your fasting times. And I'm letting you know that there is a level that you can fast just all about you, which is great and very important, especially if you're starting off. Because you're not there to impress anybody. You're not there to outrun anybody. You're not there to find out, you know, when we started off with all the youngsters, Brian and all the other youngsters that came in here, there was always a competition. How many days with, with only water? Oh, three days. No, no, I'm on seven already. So it was this whole kiddies thing. But when I was a child, I spoke, thought, and acted like a child. Come on, where are the men in this house? Where I'm talking about, I'm not talking about uh, male and female. I'm talking about uh, the, the matured. Because when you come in here, this is level one. And I can, I, I've watched people that in their, in their fasting and praying, it's only about us for and no more. It's got nothing to do with the rest of the world. I'm letting you know what we're fasting for. Because of this season of elevation, we're going to go to another level. Everybody say next level. Now, if you're just a baby Christian and you're starting off and you've never fasted a day, skip, skip your breakfast, eat some lunch, offer to the Lord, whatever. You're not under law, you're under grace. But I'm letting you know that you must discipline that flesh. That flesh is unruly. It must be disciplined. Then there is another level. You see, now let's go back to the temptation and I'll come back to level two. Give me Matthew chapter four and verse five. So Jesus is tempted at one level because it's got to do with your identity. Do you, are you the one that quits? Are you the one that gives up? Do you know who you are? That was the question at that level. It's a temptation that the animals say to you, well, what you're doing doesn't really, really matter. You can act the way you want. It's, you know, fasting is for everybody else. No, no, fasting is for you. It's, a, it's, it's, it's like water baptism. I don't know how people don't think that water baptism. If Jesus got water baptized, then you must be water baptized. If Jesus fasted, then you must fast. If Jesus was tempted, then you will be tempted. It's all part of the process. Look at next level. The devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle. The next level is the temple. Verse 6 says, And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, You shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus, the, listen to me, even the devil can quote scripture. The devil knows the Bible more than you. So don't tell me, you know, I have this word from the Lord. Could it be the devil? Pulling you outside of the, out of the will of God. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So second level is not got to do with you personally. But listen to what I'm saying. You need your personal body presented. You need your body presented as a living sacrifice. So there's this personal perseverance, courage, um, discipline of my personal life that I now bring into a next level into the temple. It's called the house of God. This is level two. This is where you get to be tempted on the next level. Stick with me. Give me level two. Seven pillars on level two. You're going to be able to fast on any one of them. I'm going to lead you into this fasting and what we're going to focus on. We're going to be focusing on, on level two for most people because this is about the church. On level two, there are seven pillars. The seven pillars is faith, family, fitness, finances, future, friends, and fruitfulness. I'm going to focus for the next three weeks 
taking every one of them for three days and we're going to work on this level from faith to fruitfulness. We're going to teach you how to walk by faith because at this level, it's got to do with your faith, but it's got to do with our faith. It's got to do with my father, but it's got to do with our father. It's got to do with finance, my family, but I've also belonged to a family in the house of God. Are you with me? It's not just my personal family, it's also the house of God. It's got to do with my fitness. And that's not just to do physical fitness. It's got to do with mental fitness. Are you fit to lead as a leader? We're going to build that inside of you. You're going to be praying about all of that because inside of you, you need to be, this is your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you now need to become fit physically so that you can actually run the race that he set before you. And so you need a mental fitness. Uh, you need your mind right. Uh, you need your mind stayed on Him. That's why we're going to train your, your, physical, your physical body, but your mental capacity. We need to stretch. Come on, you heard the word this morning. There's going to be a stretching. Your mind, can your mind handle what God has got for you? Hallelujah. Can your mind handle it? Come on, somebody. We, then we're dealing with finances. We're not just dealing with, I have a job and I need to handle my money. Now listen to me. You can fast at the level that you want. And if you say, this is all I want God to bless, He will water it for you. This is the garden. Adam is in here. God will water what He can manage. And if your vision is only for us for and no more, you, you and your family, no problem. God will meet you at that point. But if you brought in the family of the house of God, and that you understand that this land is also your land. If you understand that the church is also your family. If you understand that this house is also your house. Then you need to know that God will water the level that you're at. Come on somebody, begin to stretch those hands and say, Lord, it's time for me to begin to pray for this house like never before because I can go home and I can go and walk around my house and I can say, Lord, put angels here. Pray, I pray for the angels all around my house. Or I can come to the church and I can walk around the land of the church and I can say, God, this is my responsibility. This is also my family. I need money for this. I need it to bless the vision. I need to take care of my finances. There's going to be a stretch in this season. But if I bring my faith to that level, God can water it. Come on, somebody. If I understand uh, that I will not hurt my children, therefore I will not hurt the children of this house. I will not violate my wife. I will not violate another woman in this house. Why? It's all family to me. The question is, what do you believe? Because before she's my wife, she's my sister in Christ. And before you a church member of this church, you are my brother in Christ. How would I violate you? Don't you understand this is also family? My budget doesn't take care of me. My budget goes to the house. Oh, they don't want to hear this, you see, prophetess. That I'll put my holiday on hold because there's no resources. 
that I will pay my salaries first before I pay anybody else. Uh, their salaries before I touch anything, my son. Tasman says, what do we do, dad? I said, you pay them first. This is family for me. I don't know how it is for you. No, you don't need to clap for that. I'm okay. I'm letting you know that I see it differently. And I say, God, don't water my house. Water your house. Come on, somebody. Pray that the Lord would water the house of the living God. God's got to do this for the house of God. How can I be eating and the people aren't eating? How can I go? I said, go and fetch me groceries. Go and fetch the toys. Go and fetch the clothing. Make sure that the old age home is taken care of. Go to the children that has parents that doesn't. Go and feed them. Go and take care of them. That's what we do. And so I just want to know when you come around me on what level you're at. Is your business okay? Your house okay? You walk past here and say it is well. Are your children okay? Yes, I'm fine. What about this level? What about this next level? There's some people I can't speak to about this next level. Because the house of God, whether it be the finances of the house of God, the fitness the mental fitness of a church. It's my responsibility that I feed you with the right word so that you can stand up against every devil, that I can prepare a table for you in the presence of that enemy that says you're never going to make it. I'm letting you know that there is an anointing to break that yoke. The reason why we don't quit, the reason why we don't give up, the reason why we fight another day, we make you fit so that when that devil comes to your house, you can say, not here, not now, not my family in the name of Jesus oh give Jesus some praise man please I don't need anybody's offerings I don't need anybody's sympathies I've had plenty and I've had nothing in all things I found myself content I got into my own pool it's clean and I had a good holiday What about your future? Not just your personal future. The future of your prophetic destiny is one. What about the future of the church? Have you considered where the church is going to? I hope I'm not speaking to you as babes anymore. You are sons and daughters that understand there is another level. You're asking God to open up the doors for the nations, but you can't open up your own front door. You don't have keys. You don't know where are the keys. You can't wake up every morning, where are the keys? There are levels. That means if I'm dysfunctional in my house, how can I ask God to come and take care of, I must come take care of the house of God. That's in the Bible. I can't ordain you. If your personal house is not in order, you keep wanting more and more. God opened up that door. He says, well, I've opened up the kitchen sink and washed the dishes. All right, it's a new year. It's okay. Slay the dishes, man. Slay it. Slay it and put it in its place. 
Go and slay that wardrobe if you want to slay anything. Don't slay, slay the giant. Go and slay that wardrobe. Go and fix it. Go and heal it. Bring order to that thing. Don't come and brag about stuff because the God that you serve will not bless you beyond your mental capacity. Everybody say order. I'm telling you now, it's going to get worse. Because after I fasted for more than three, four days, fire your future's got to do with the vision the prophetic destiny you can fast and pray over any one of them you can pray and ask the Lord to show you who you are and you can pray over it but don't just pray for you at this level it's certainly not for you alone you're praying for the future of the church it's the temple level then, of course, the friends. You need some faithful friends. Not friends that will quit on you when time gets tough. You're going to need a level of friendship. Friends with faith. That will come and carry you and put you in the center where Jesus, I'm going to stay right here until you are healed and delivered and set free. Not quit on you because they heard some rumor about you. The devil is a liar, speaking garbage about you. You're not my friend. You need to find yourself an inner circle. Come on, somebody. I'm letting you know that you need to have, you need to have a connect group. But Jesus had 12, and then Jesus had three, and then Jesus had one that could rest right here and say, no matter what you're going through, I'm letting you know that I can find a resting place. I can sleep in your presence. I will not, my, 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 my name will not be maligned in, in, outside of when I'm not there because I am I can trust you this is levels man oh I don't need any people you better need some because you not only find favor with God you need, need favor with people Esther got where she got because of a friend there's an uncle but it's a friend so these are levels the, the last one is fruitfulness. I can't take you to the next level until I've seen what you do. Jesus says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And I chose you for this reason, that you may bear fruit. Listen to the command. Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. God blessed them and said, be fruitful. Some people don't need the blessing. Because they're not fruitful. Because the fruitfulness comes because you are blessed. And when you activate the blessing, it makes you fruitful. And fruitful is the thing that moves you into a place of dominion. That when I put my hands to a thing, I become fruitful in what I do. So that if God's going to promote me, exaltation does not come from the east, it comes from the Lord. So if God's going to promote you, it doesn't promote you for nothing. The question is, what are you doing? This is one year you can become fruitful in the kingdom of God. This is one year I'm letting you know that it is going to be on the next level where people can come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. There is another level. Come on, there is another level. You're not going to complain. You're not going to murmur. These are levels. And every single one of them brings you into your next level of destiny. 
Now you can fast and pray for you only. God will water it. Or you can go and you can say, well, Kingdom Life Embassy matters to me. This is my family. And we stretch it far and wide. Or, you can go to level three. Give me Matthew chapter four again. Go back to level, Matthew chapter four first. Can you give me Matthew chapter four first? Work with me, guys. Again, look at the level of temptation. So Jesus didn't die for himself. Do you know who I am? How dare you come and tempt me? He wasn't concerned about himself. He says, the devil says, you're not, it's not about you. I'll take you to the next level. Let's deal with the temple. That's why he could say, you've, you've, you've made this a den of thieves. This is, it should be called a house of prayer for the nations. He was dealing with the next level, so he gets tempted on that next level. For God so loved the world. He takes him up. The devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Next level. I don't know how you understand that. The things in your apostle spirit, any man and woman of God, I love you. But the things I'm burdened with is not just for this church, is not just for my family. It's not just personally. It's not just you. There is another level in the nations where God's global church is moving and what all the pastors are doing that when they mess up it affects us when we get onto this pulpit to pray because it's not just kingdom life embassy. It is the kingdom of God. I said it's the kingdom of God. Hallel, come on, work with me. Because the kingdom is not the church. The church is the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. So if we are going to impact the nations, then we are going to have to change our thinking. You cannot build a kingdom with somebody who still seeks attention from the village. You're trying to still impress the village. Don't you know that there's more? That when God calls for elevation and God says this is the year of exaltation, what are you thinking about when God says it's the next level? What do you think we're talking about when we say it's the next level? Because according to Isaiah 2.2, 2, the mountain of the Lord's house will be established above every other mountain. God's not concerned about Kingdom Life Embassy and this project. He's concerned about devil speak that we can go up onto that mountain and decree and declare that Cape Town will be saved, that the kingdom is coming. Open up your gates and be lifted up your age abiding doors. Let the King of Glory come in. Who is the King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. The question I have for you this morning is what are you thinking about? When I tell you it's next level. Oh, if I can get a 10,000 and increase. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon us for wasting the anointing. You first of all give a portion to tax. Then the petrol goes up. And then your cat gets ingrown toenails. 
and you still owe 20,000 rand. And you got not a cent for the church. Why should God give you increase? If your house and your cat is all that you've got, and that's your vision, God bless you. And God will only give you the supply according to what you are laid out as a vision. But if you've got nations in your heart, then your fasting and your prayers goes to a whole different level. Are you going to hear me today? Because God's about to take you out from that place, uh, that low-level thinking, and say there's more. There's more in this place. Uh, there's more that must be done. Uh, I'm letting you know that there is an anointing. If you think I'm kidding, let me give you a testimony. Let me show you this thing. Pastor Brian, come. Give me the seven, give me the third level. The third level's got to do with the mountains. When you decide you're going to grow up and you're going to form part of the seven mountain mandate, the mountain of the Lord's house is established there. Jesus never died for Christians, for God so loved the seven mountains government, family, Education, economics, and business. It's the same thing. Media, arts, and entertainment go together. This is the new level that they're dealing with. Religion, of course, is there. Then information technology is the seventh. So these are the things that shaping society. And your children are living under them. And you're not fasting and praying about it. Jesus, you, he'll meet you at your point of need. But he died. When he was tempted, it was on every level. Not just for the church, but for the kingdom. Not just for your personal life, but for the whole world. The question is, what is your prayer capacity like? Everybody say stretch. This is the year God's asking you to stretch to the next level. So, Pastor Brian... This year, they decided. Thank you, Apostle. <laughs> Morning, church. Uh, this year, we decided to keep the boys at home uh, and to homeschool them. Um, reason, I mean, we, I had something in my spirit, and I couldn't get an answer. I said, Lord, what do I do? I don't feel the boys should be going back because these people are not teaching them the stuff that I want them to know. They, creating a battery to serve their world. And I phoned, the, I, I met the pastor, I phoned him and I said, Apostle, what do you say? I need to make a decision for my children because they can't go back to the system. It's not creating what I want to see in my children. And I can't wait till they're 19, 20 to try and teach them the things that we need to teach them. And it's, we, I mean, we had a good conversation. Apostle just said one thing. He said, sometimes you need to pioneer the new. I said, okay, that's the word. Spoke to him and I said, we're taking the boys out of school. And since then, we've now been sitting with them. Since December, we never went away. I just felt God said, don't go away, stay at home. Plan what you need to plan for next year. And we started to put stuff in place for them. So now they have, we set up the office for them. They work in the study. They're not allowed to take their computers. That computer's designed for work. You are now a working individual. They get up in the morning. They've got a gym program that they have to go in the morning. They first get up, they pray. So you first get up, you pray. You read the word. I've given them diet for what they need spiritually. 
Then you go to gym. From gym, you come home. You go to school. School's only until 1 o'clock. That's the education that you must get for whatever they want to give you. They know it's not a priority for me, but they know that you can't slack because it's still your discipline of work and learning understanding. And after that, I put together a program to teach them in their spiritual life, in the, the mental capacity like Apostle's dealing with, how to deal with business, how to deal with AI, how to deal with marketing. I've started also to create a system of how they can put their own schedules together now for what they need to learn. They've got everything that they learn. Let me just say, every book that they read, every teaching that they listen to, they've got to make a PowerPoint presentation and present that back to me to tell me what they understand and what they've learned and put it in their content bank because one day they can teach somebody else out of the stuff that they've learned. Amen? And it's in the same format, Apostle. Even what you put out, we've got family, we've got the church, we've got all those things. What is the purpose of God? I'm sharing a lot of stuff, but what we sat down, what is our purpose as a family? We had a chat this morning about mental capacity on our way to church. I said, when you get to church, the purpose why you're sitting under the word is for what? It's for understanding. You're sitting, you're taking notes. I said, you don't have to take as much notes as me. Just make sure you've got three, four, five things that you can walk out of church and say, these are the things that I've learned today, and these are the things I'm going to understand. We dealt with understanding, knowledge, and wisdom this morning in the car. I said, what is the difference? Why? Because I want them to start the stuff that I'm learning here. They must know now already. I said, why must you wait? I said, son, do you know what your life is going to look like in two years? All they want to be is soccer players. I said, soccer's great, son, but what's the purpose? We spoke about that this morning. I said, if God makes you a Ronaldo, what are you going to do? I said, it's for you. It's not for you. God's going to give you influence and position and wealth to change the world. It's got nothing to do with us. I said, we live our lives. Why? We live our lives for the purpose of God. And that now has become super exciting for us because we're dealing with the education mountain. We're dealing with, with family mountain. We're dealing with media, arts, and entertainment. They're putting together their own stuff now, their own teachings, their own understanding so that they can grow in the stuff that we've been groomed in. That when you're 19, you're going to look completely different to the rest of the world. Amen. Here's my point. Give me level one. Here's level one. If Brian never had humility, integrity, stewardship, discipline, courage, passion, and perseverance, how can he train his children up in there? How can he go into the family mountain and do what he can do because of the discipline in him? If he had no understanding, there's no way he can pull the children out of the system and say, here's the new system. We've taken for change our whole schooling system. And we've been now developing that so that anybody can homeschool if they want to. We have a community of people coming together. If you have youngsters that have left matric, they, they need to be here. We've got 20, maybe 30 youngsters that are coming through our program this year. We're going to be training and developing them around a different education system. The point with Pastor Brian is this. Why go through the education system that government put in place? That's a violation of your value system as a kingdom citizen. Now you train the children in there in the way that they should go. When you say there is another way, they're like, then why the hell did you put me through school and pay for it and sit in the traffic and buy uniforms and buy books and deal with all the kind of different colors of the rainbow in the school? Why did you just pull me out and plug me into the system?
Are you hearing me? It's a kingdom level. There is another level. I'm letting you know we are building this thing for the kingdom and the glory of God. I'm letting you know we are building our own businesses. We've got our own ecosystem. We're raising up our own businesses. Our children will not be running looking for jobs. They will be creating jobs. They will be building businesses. They have a mandate, those boys, that they must raise up a hundred million, a hundred thousand rand this year. They're going away. What are they doing, Brian? Trading. Trading, AI, being trained up on the system. The kingdom way. Now I'll give you some time to give Jesus some praise. Why don't people get there? Because it takes courage to take your children out of that system and be disciplined enough in the house of God to take the children into the kingdom and say that's what belongs to you. Established. Can I start preaching now? I just give you my introduction. I will deal more with fasting, maybe online, do some things there, but there's plenty going on here. What you need to understand, why is humility first? Please write this down. The kingdom of God can never manifest in a heart that is filled with pride. You're too full of the arrogance and the pride of who you think you are. There's a much bigger thing going on. I'd love to tell you that South Africa is this benevolent nation that just is standing for righteousness in the courts. You can't even take care of your own people here. How the hell? There's only the genders, man. Okay, that's for another day. I wish you would do it because you are really that person of justice. But your own people, Mr. President... You can't deal with your own nation, but you are time for the courts and deal with everybody else's nation. Come on, charity begins at home, man. If you're going to do anything, start here and we can stand together with the injustices across the globe. But the injustice in this nation is what your problem is. I said it. Everything's an agenda here. Let me just... Uh, Established. Established. <laughs> what does it mean to be established? You see, you can be established outside of the will of God. Established. Something or someone well established is well known. Totally trusted. And usually has a proven track record of success. Please write this down. Trust is built on character and competence. If you're going to be established in anything, don't even be on anything false. Because God doesn't build anything on a compromised foundation. When God speaks, gives you this word of established, you are established through understanding. It must be your heart's desire to be established. James chapter 1, 
Why is it important for you to be established? Because unstable people receive nothing from the Lord. James chapter 1. Uh, there was another verse. Give me from verse, I think it's verse 4. Uh, keep on going. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, not doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For Lord, not, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why must you be established? God doesn't want you to be wavering and doubting and concerned about, uh, did God hear my prayer? No, establish your faith this season. From your faith, you will move into a place where your family is affected and fruitfulness and finances and your fitness. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. What does it mean to establish? Please write this down. It means to make firm or stable. It means to cause, to grow, and multiply. It's to confirm, make fast, and strengthen. This is all God's doing in the, in the mountain of the Lord's house. He's letting you know that there is no other way. For your children, you're going to have to pay attention. You see what we're doing. We're going after the education system. We can't um, erase that education system. But the tares and the wheat will grow together. So God is doing things so the teachers are coming. So that you are, it makes us unstoppable. Okay, I've got to end. I look at this thing. Oh, Jesus, help us with time. Preach. Uh, okay. Lord, we love you. Woo! Okay. Jesus. I, I got notes here for all of 21 days in one day here. Jesus. Second Thessalonians 3 verse 1 to 5. This must be your prayer in the season. Finally, brethren, pray for us. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, pray for me. Grab a hold of your neighbor's hand and say, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Pray that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you. Next verse says, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. Tell your neighbor, who will establish you. And guard you from the evil one. This is our prayer this year. That God's going to guard you and keep you from anything wicked and perverse. God's going to establish your family name. In righteousness you will be established. You'll be far from oppression. You will not fear. And from terror it will not come near you. Come on somebody. Give me Psalm chapter 90. We're going to need to end. We need to just pray over everybody this morning. Come on. Give me Psalm chapter 90. Hallelujah. 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 Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children. Next verse. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Come on, establish. Pray right now for your hands. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. I want you to know today that God's going to take you. You can pray for whatever you want to pray. If you're praying for the nations, then God must establish you in the nations. If you are praying for your church, then God will establish you in your church. If you're only praying for your family, then no problem, but God will establish your family. But God's about to move on the level that you want Him to move today. Come on, pray right now. Prophesy 
cry over your hands and say, Lord, establish the work of my hands this year. Yes, establish. Give me to the amplified version, please. The amplified version says this. Hallelujah. Oh, we need to start praying. I feel the anointing. Bring the team up here. We need to start praying. I feel the grace. I feel the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give me in the amplified version. Let the beauty, come on, everybody want to read. And let the beauty and delightfulness and favor of the Lord our God be upon us. Come on, favor in 2024. You're going to, whatever you go to and whatever you can put your hands to this year, expect the favor of the Lord to rest upon you and your household in the name of Jesus. Confirm. <laughs> Confirm and establish. Confirm and establish. If I'm called to be a prophet, Pastor Zina, and I need to shift into my office, uh, then confirm and establish uh, the work of my hands uh, so I can be not, not bragging about me. I need to be effective in the church. Uh, I need the pastors. Uh, I need the prophets. Uh, I, need, I, I will do it, God. If you called me to the house of God, uh, then let me function in my gift this year. Come on, everybody say confirm uh, and establish the work of my hands. Uh, yes, the work of my hands. Uh, confirm and establish it. But if God's called me to start uh, up uh, 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 go in and, and start the mall then it's on a whole different level for the kingdom it's beyond my local church but I have a mountain that I can go to in Cape Town come on everybody stretch those hands this is a new season I'm letting you know God is on the move God is going to meet you where you want to hallelujah God will water that devil speak God will water the vision in Cape Town he will water the vision in Durban he will water the vision in Kenya Thank you for sowing your seed. He will water the vision in New Zealand. Thank you for sowing your seed. He will water the vision in the United States. Thank you for sowing your seed. He's watering the seed in Dubai because our vision is as long. Come on, everybody, you got to stretch. You got to stretch this morning. God's going to establish it at the level, come on, that you are asking God for. The problem with most of you is that you're hanging around with these local minds that are only concerned about their spaza shop and their mag wheels. Yet God is calling you into a kingdom. Come on, everybody, stretch your hands. Stretch your hands. You can write songs for you and your little private space on Facebook. And just, you know, I want a little song for me. Or you can write a song for the church. Or you can write a song for the globe. You can build a business that takes you to Fordsburg with your little spaza shop. Ask for it no more. Or you can expand your mind and say, well, God, if you bless my business, uh, I'm coming to build this campus, uh, put a hundred million in my hands, uh, and I'll be the one, I, I'll pray over it, and you show me where it is, uh, and I can do it. Uh, and then God will say, well, let's go to the nations. Uh, let's take this vision, uh, and let's go and build these hotels uh, across the globe. Uh, let's go to Mauritius. Uh, you can't cancel my holiday. I'll buy a hotel when I get there. Because I am a kingdom citizen. you got to hear me. Listen to me, child of God. As far as your eye can see, it's not a natural thing. When he spoke to Abraham, he says, as far as you can bring this thing in, I'll give it to you. Your feet will always end up where your mind began. The question is, 
What do you see? Jeremiah chapter 12 and verse 5. Just keep standing, I'm done. There's something happening, I'm letting you know. There's, I can, I, it's like I feel this thing lifting in the spirit. I feel. I feel a grace. Some of you have been so low in your thinking. You think it's really all about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. I made up my mind a long time ago. This is not about me. There's the house of God and then there's the church globally. I can't be caught up with my little world and this is it. And the whole world is falling because of my little world. If you've run with the footmen and they've wearied you, if in your little house and your connect group you can't even work with people there, how can I take you to the nations? How? If you're offended with everybody all the time, if you can't behave, David, when you are king, you're going to have to come all the way down and deal with your integrity on the ground with, with Nathan the prophet. Because you can go to the different levels. But if you don't heal that daddy little issues when you were a little kid in a connect group, how are you going to run up in the nations? How? If you run with footmen and they've wearied you, then how can you contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace in which you are trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the floodplain of the Jordan? How are you going to deal when we have to cross into those nations and say, well, let's take our children onto a whole other level of the kingdom of God and let's go and ship the business and let's go and ship the money and let's go and deal with governments and raise up our children. The next president is in the house of God that can be raised up and be positioned and not compromised. You can't keep bringing your apostle down to a level that must come and deal with, you know, uh, you, you need to come and pray for the, no, I've sent you my word. I've given you what God's word says. He sent his word and he healed you. If you can't pray for your children, then don't have children. They're your children. I can't be fasting for everybody. This is one season you're going to be fasting for you. Fasting for your family. Fasting for this church. Fasting for finances. Fasting for the fitness. Fasting that you would get online. Send this message across the globe. You're going to grow up in this season because that your spirit will be disciplined in this season. Come on somebody, come give God some praise and some thanks right now. For unto us a child is born, then a son is given. And the government of the kingdom is on the shoulders of sons. They carry a responsibility on another level. For Brian to have the guts and the courage to say, my boys, we know enough. We are leaving the system. I'm going to train you up with what I know. Take you to the four change and kingdom process. And I'll teach you what this world will never teach you. And when by the time you're 19 and 20, you'll shake. We'll be, we'll be having holidays across the globe paying with your business money. You're going to hear me today. You can't keep acting like a baby on this level. You can't be complaining about there's no carpets in front. It should have been a red carpet. 
What the hell, man? This is a kingdom. You're so caught up. You can't work with people on the ground. You can't agree with anybody here. And you're offended with everybody. How are you going to contend when you come up to that place? How are you going to deal with those demonic forces when you come to those gates? When we're starting other churches in Dubai and Cape Town at the same time, what are you going to do? This is your season. You're going to pray like never before. I want you to pray. I want you to grab somebody by the hand and begin to pray. Pray right now that the government will rest upon their shoulders. Father, I thank you for this weight of responsibility. That their integrity, that you will raise up a man and a woman of integrity. That we are not people complaining in a village, but we are a kingdom people. That even in this time of temptation, we can pray for the nations. We can pray for this government. We can pray for this church. We can pray for the families in this church. We will not hurt anybody. I will not hurt you with my words. I will not destroy you with my mouth. I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to treat you as a brother and as a sister. I'm going to go and take my rightful place as a leader in the house of God. I'm first going to lead my house and then I'm going to lead the house of God and I'm going to bring people in and I'm going to live as a child of the living God. Come on, decree and declare a thing right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. All my children shall be taught by the Lord. Great shall be the peace of our children. I'm establishing favor in your home today. I'm establishing gates will open to you this morning. Give me Job 22, please. You heard the prophet there say, how do you establish things? You establish things through what you say. Are you senior enough? Are you matured for this word? This is when you pray. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you and you will pay your vows. Keep going. You will also, come on, want to read, man. You shall declare a thing and it will be. Give me the King James Version right here. Come on. If you're going to establish anything this year, you must discipline your tongue. You're going to have to know that those doors only open because you say so. It's voice activated. Thou shalt also decree a thing. And it... Everybody say shall be. Not maybe. It shall be. Did I tell you that this is an incident-free year? Did I tell you that this is the year that you'll walk in the favor of the Lord? We established that thing already. One of the girls walked in here and said, Look, I'm challenging my body. This is the doctor's report. This is yesterday straight after prayers. I said we're not shifting off the word that God gave us. It shall be that you are healed. It shall be that it is done. You will walk in the favor of the Lord. I curse this thing to the root. And I decree and declare that you will walk in the favor of the Lord. How do you establish things? By what you say. You shall decree a thing. And it shall be established unto thee. And light will shine on your path. You can't come up here into the mountains with a mealy mouth. Loose lips sink ships. Your marriage sinks because of the things you keep saying. You better change that thing in your prayer. and your, That's why you fast. Because when people say, how are you doing? 
But nothing to say. Good. Don't speak yourself out of your destiny. Can we declare some things? Let's declare that this is the year of open doors. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established above every other mountain. The sons and daughters, you're going to run on a whole nother level in the kingdom of God. It shall be for me and my home. Lift up your surname right now in the name of Jesus and say this home, my children, call your children's names. Call your family name. We decreeing and declaring right now that there'll be victory on every side. This is the year that that ministry, sir, is established in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is the year that that business is established in Jesus name this is the year that that education mountain you shall become a plane we establishing the kingdom of God wherever we go wherever the soles of my feet will tread come on you can't complain about your boss how are you fighting people that are blind they don't know anything you need to walk into that office tomorrow you need to walk in there into that school and say this is the year that the mountain of the Lord's house the glory of the Lord will rest in this company we are not going down we're going to see transformation we're going to see the hand of the Lord we're going from strength to strength we're going from glory to glory your family name lift it up right now lift it up right now I don't care where the enemy has brought shame to your name this is the year of exaltation one to read when men are cast down then thou shalt say there is lifting up this is the year of the lifting come on somebody I don't care how low what they said about your marriage, how they spoke about your money, how they said you're never going to make it. Your mistakes are too big. I'm letting you know that God's going to exalt His people. You're not going to stay at the church level. You are coming into a kingdom level where you can shoulder the different responsibility. Come on, there is a lifting. I want you to pray. Pray for the next two minutes and pray for a lifting in the season. Pray for your neighbor and say, Father, I thank you right now. This is your church. I pray, I pray for the church. I thank you that there is a lifting. I thank you that there is a lifting. I thank you that there is a lifting. My neighbor right now, Pastor Yeltsin, Prophetess, there is a lifting in the name of Jesus. Wherever I go, there will be a lifting. People will be lifted up when I walk into a room. The room will light up because I'm in that room. There is an anointing right now in the name of Jesus. That wherever I go, my, my money is going to lift people up. My gift is going to lift people up. My presence is going to lift people up. My word is going to lift people up. I will be an encourager. I will be a strengthener. I will help people get up. I'm going to help people go up to the next level. Hallelujah. Come on, you need to grab a hold of your neighbor. Hallelujah. Please, not your husband and your wife. Find someone else to pray for. Go and pray for someone else. And believe that the church of a living God is on the rise. Oh, don't gloat over me, my enemy, when I fall. For I will arise. And though I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be as a light unto me. Oh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Listen 
listen to me. It is the time for the church to arise. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Deep darkness will cover the earth but the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon you. It is a time of lifting. There's a time to lift God's people. There is a time you coming out from that prostration. You rising from the depression. You breaking from that limitation. I command a breakthrough. A breakthrough over your home. A breakthrough over your money. A breakthrough over your future. You're going to see the way things you, the way you need to see it. There's vision, Abraham. Lift up your eyes and see Abraham. Lift up your eyes as far as your eyes can see.